Home stretch, Lakey. We are on the final legs of our season 2022, and it can't come to an end. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Welcome Do we even back. care? Welcome back, Jazzy. <laughs> you went gone a week, and you've actually just stepped oh, right man. back in like you never left. Absolutely. Did you, that's never happened. It's never that sound, though. It's never that. No. It's the, train. <laughs> the train's come rolling on back in. Well, there you go. I'm sure, yeah, it's a seamless intro for me. Not even going to correct it. We'll just run with no. it, as we do on the SC Report every Tuesday night. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, mate. I'm doing really good. How are you doing? You had a week Not- off last week. You're out gallivanting around the country and so yeah, in the wild you made it sound a lot more exotic than it really was. I was at the pig and whistle with a few clients and uh, into a karaoke room, into a uh, very late finish and tried to rise a bit early in the morning to play some golf, made it through that. But anyway, gallivanting, mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it down as that. But yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of fun was had while you guys were holding the fort. So thank you very much, you yourself and Alex. Although, having a quick look at last week, Alex stumbled a little bit. Again, the podcast curse kills him. 400 yes, right. odd, 416, I think he slipped with a 1115, which is lower than I got, which is saying something. So, Alex, hopefully your absence this week spurs you on as you get into the last couple of rounds. How how did you go and how are you going? How's, uh, how's Lakey's team? It's it's weird. I've been having an absolute mare of a season, but the last two weeks I've uh, put out some big scores to climb up about 4K in the rankings. So hey. getting some respectability at the absolute wrong end of the season. But, um, I'll take it. I'll take it. I could use it with small wins. Which of the crews close by? Who are you eyeing off? Take down a few Ooh, pegs. Yeah, that's a good question. I'd love to get just in the vicinity of yourself and winning, but you guys are well ahead of me. Um, lofty, lofty heights of 6,000. That's right, <laughs> mate. Well, as I said, you're about half the half the ranks that I am, so you're doing much, much better. And t- uh, trades, mate, how many you got left? I've got one. Two. Two of oh, us. Bang. I'm saving two, basically. I've got my team uh, to a point where I'm happy with it. I uh, could make a couple of tweaks here and there to really um, chase some pods or something like that. But we all know how the last round or two go, restings and you know late injuries or you know, COVID or whatnot. So I'm just keeping two up my sleeve for the inevitable um, late outs where I can actually field a, a solid 17 in the last couple of rounds. Thankfully, this week's been kind to us, at least for now. So hopefully you don't have to blow too many of those two trades left. Uh, given some of the teamless news, it was a little more favorable than we might have thought. We'll get into that a bit later, but a lot of question marks over some of these guys here. A uh, little concerned having quite a few of these guys with the injury clouds above them in my team. So we'll keep an eye out for those as we go through your team's analysis as we normally do. And because it's this stage of the year and trades are a premium, we're just all sort of scrambling to field full teams, healthy teams, and I don't know if you've got a head-to-head final, that kind of thing. So we won't really go into as much detail as we may normally do with trades. I think we'll talk about uh, the luxury ones that we'd be eyeing off if we'd uh, been smart about it and saved trades. So we'll go over those. Captain's Vices, this is the big one because, I mean, this is crunch time, head-to-head, I think it's prelim finals this week. I'm in one or two. Uh, not for cash, just for pride, so that's unfortunate. But caps and vices, big calls to be made there. Sits and starts, got a few questions for you to run by. And then just, yeah, as we said, cast our eye over some of the guys that are killing it and who we'd be desperate to get in if we did have the trades up the sleeve. Uh, firstly, before we get into it, what about last week, the usual cast our eye over that? Round 22, 
How did that go it for was. you? Well, how did what caught your eye? I should say. What caught my eye? Uh, the, just the Penrith is a completely different side. I mean, we know, we know they're missing their um, the the captains of the ship, I suppose, with Cleary and Luai both out. You know, used to steering them around, but they were still winning games without those two guys, Sean O'Sullivan and uh, Jamin Salmon slash Kurt Falls have been doing a job in their absences. But the moment Dylan Edwards went out, uh, the wheels fell off and uh, Melbourne held them to zero. They just looked like they had nothing. So um, in my, I've come to appreciate Dylan Edwards a lot more this season. I think he's a criminally underrated uh, fullback and um, mm. I think he adds a lot more to that team than people give him credit for. So you think this week it's a bit of a bounce back with him in? I think so. I think that'll um, help him out. Just the um, the confidence that he'll give the rest of the team by having him at the back there. He's got the sure hands onto the high ball and all that sort of stuff. He chips in in the offensive raids and just having his voice at the back will, will um, steal the ship a little bit. Should be a really cracking game. Like, uh, Unfortunately, the timing of last week's game with the, the sad uh, Paul Green news kind of put a downer on it all, uh, Storm Penrith. But um, yeah, this week... Rabbitohs and Panthers should be an absolute belter to start our round and good timing, I guess, given some of the injury concerns that we uh, alluded to. Uh, for me, my big thing was how shit was Matt Burton? My God. He, like in terms of trades I've made this week, I've made a lot of bad ones, but I feel like in just the timing of bringing in Matt Burton a couple of weeks ago, he's not scaled the heights he was scaling at the time. I think he had a, no. had a reasonable game against the Cowboys the week before, uh, but then against you guys was nowhere to be seen. Against the Warriors was basically in the sheds. Uh, six mm-hmm. points, I think you had him down at halftime. Yeah, like, yep. uh, yeah. Oh, so I, I was at... Um... I was at the pub with Alex after the podcast sort of thing. We went back, um, went out on the Friday night and caught, watched the game and um, he he was keeping a very close eye on it. And you're saying at halftime, Matt Burton was just not out there. He, I think he hmm. kicked a conversion and he was on six points. So he was just doing absolutely nothing. And to be honest, the Warriors just ambushed them. No one really had the Warriors as a chance in that game, but they're a different side at home. And if they're showing that, um, they absolutely put the dogs to the sword. But yeah, hmm. Burton clearly suffered. That was one of the games you really had him earmarked for when you grabbed him in. That's the biggest thing is the, these matchups. The Knights, uh, Warriors, dreadful in both of them. <laughs> you know what? I was 2K, might have even been one off of getting Cam Munster at the time. That was three weeks ago. Um, so for the sake of 1K, could have gone with Munster, gone with the crowd. And I thought, oh, all aboard the Burton trains, the signs, purely uh, purely on that. And yeah, oh, gone, yeah. To, gone to shit since then. But that's classic JT Supercoach. Anyhow. If it, makes you, if it makes you feel any better in uh, Munster's one game last week, he's outscored Burton in these last three. <laughs> Thank you. That does that does make me feel tremendous. And he's also got the Broncos this week. So at yeah. Suncourt where they just, I don't know, every, I don't know what the winning streak is there and, and all that. But Cam Munster, uh, I'm prepped for another 150. I'm sure he's playing... Against me in the couple of head-to-head finals that I'm in, but yeah, there you go. All aboard the Care Monster train. Should have got on the the try scorer stuff, mate. And uh, fullback. I mean, Care Monster at fullback. Jeez, who just saw that coming? But there yeah, you go. Yeah, we'll say he was named at uh, five eighths to start last week, so we all had him going back to his usual position with Nick Meany back in the side. But uh, straight after kickoff, Meany went into the halves, and um, Munster went out back. They they ran him at fullback, and he's been so good there the last couple of weeks. Obviously, dominated against 
the Titans and then had a huge hand in the Penrith win as well. So I, I think that's something they might want to stick with for the next couple of weeks. That's it. I mean, Nick Meany and the halves, he did a decent enough job. And now it's Jerome Hughes, not Cooper Johns. Probably a good time to uh, segue into teams. Little calm one. I don't have any news sound bite that disappeared about a month ago. No, but anyway, that's all right. It. It's perfectly apt because the teams today were a lot more calm than we've seen over the recent weeks. Um, big names featured this week again, but they're all on the um, back in list. Jerome Hughes, Mitchell Moses, Joe Tarpany are all back in from their uh, respective injuries. All of them missing far less time than they were expected to when they first went out. So that's good news for any owners out there. Joe Tarpany is probably the biggest concern. I know you're a, a current owner, um, but you know he's got very sore ribs. They're bringing him back, but it's the last game of the round. So it's going to be really touch and go whether you play him because you won't have too many options to switch him out if he fails to get up. What's your... Um... Oh, we'll go into sit and starts a little bit later. It's a big but, one. You know, this is it's a, a big, big one, one for me. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, another big name on the ins list, Campbell Graham is back in for the Bunnies on Thursday night. Um, Dylan Edwards for the Panthers, as I mentioned. Your boys, Kyle Felt, comes back in. So as I said, it's it's a lot of big names, uh, but they're all coming in, fortunately. There's not too many of them missing out this week. Hmm. I mean, thank God the Latrell stuff will all get played out in that first game of the round because I think as soon as we saw you know Latrell groin injury and all that, uh, you yes. know, just sirens going off. I, I guess the bigger, or biggest concern potentially for him, given he seems right to play, is whether he goal kicks. Whether he that, kicks, um, yeah. Not that it, I mean, not that it really um, will hold him back too much. He does miss a couple here and there, but uh, presumably, I think per physio, that was the one concern. Yeah, yeah, that's right. As say, as soon as anybody has sort of a, a lower body um, concern. We've seen it with um, Pappenhausen a bunch too this year. They just hand off the kicking just to make sure they don't tweak anything with that sort of uh, unnatural action going on. But, mm. um, yeah, it, it's a worry. He did come off in training early for anybody who missed the news with a, a tweak in his groin. Um, iced it up. The club is saying there's not too much to worry about. It was more a precautionary rest and uh, Latrell himself sort of poked fun of it on social media. So very much hoping it is that precautionary measure, but it, it is something you've got to keep an eye on. We're going to have to listen to or keep in touch with Stasi going into that game. Stasi got any mail on the uh, night's toilet drama? Just now that no. on through teams, I haven't actually brought that up there. I'll get him to <laughs> um, I'll get him to touch base with uh, Andre Ponga because he has a couple of his own thoughts on it. <laughs> the big Andre getting out on the front foot, uh, as I've heard now, we're they're getting drug tested, uh, but potentially won't hear the results of that. So I mean, the night's just gone from bad to worse, and then you lose oh. um, Tuala and Best. What, what's the go there? Yeah, I don't best. know. I don't, so I don't the Missed the team bus after last week's game. Right. So, uh, you know, it's um, uh, in-house <laughs> suspension, I guess, for not, you know, playing up to the team standards. And it's funny. It's what team standards I sort of thought when I read that report. It was mm. like we haven't put up too many team standards this year, and if they are, they're not very high. Generally, as a fan, uh, I know we're digressing from Supercoach here, but I was thinking about it when I read the, the stuff on Ponga and Med and all that. First thought I had was, shit, Paul Leahy, just another dagger in a <laughs> shit season, genuinely. 
I sat back and gone, as bad as the Cowboys have been over the last four years, obviously a, a big year for us this year, but as bad as we went, there was never a time where you looked at the players and thought, you know, you're just taking the piss and, mm. and all that. Like, obviously not playing well, but that must just grate you as a fan it, who pays money to go watch them, who follows them week to week, that they can just sort of take the piss like that literally um, and, and, you know, spit in the face. There's a game going on. And I don't want to get yep. all Paul Kent here, but you guys are playing at Suncorp. And to be fair, you gave a pretty good account for yourselves. And they are off doing that, celebrating mm-hmm. home ownership. Like, fuck. Oh. Yep. Sorry, that, yeah. That, as I a non-fan, that, that annoyed me. As a know, fan, it's so it. frustrating because we we have been a club, a struggling club for a long time. Um, and the big focus has been changing the culture and changing the um, success rate. You know, if the three wooden spoons in a row were an absolute killer to us, but you just knew there was guys in that team that would come out and bust their ass each and every game. They weren't quite up to standard, but they would try. Um, mm. And this team is just, as you said, they're taking the piss. I think mm. um, the, the whether the coach has lost them or the players have just lost respect for each other. I just they've phoned it in. It's disgusting. <laughs> And the one guy that shows the most passion, Dave Clever, is you know almost cast yeah. aside because he swore at a traitor. I'm like you know, there's probably more to it than that. But geez, the Knights in a bad old way. So I, don't, I really don't know. Are they, if you look at the next few weeks uh, in terms of matchups for them, are they just packing it in? Like, are the Raiders going to put on an absolute score, or do you reckon they might just sneak in, make a you know, fist of it? The rest of the I mean, players rally. Yeah, potentially. I mean, the guys that are out there. Um, you know, you've got your Tex Hoys who's leaving at the end of the year and Edric Lee's leaving at the end of the year. So I think these guys will want to probably finish strong. Um, Anthony Milford before he goes out. So there's a few of these younger guys who still have a point to prove. Brody Jones, Simi Sasangi, Phoenix Crossland. So, you know, they, they're battling for their first grade careers, really. They don't have the opportunity to take the foot off the pedal. So I'm hoping they really stand up and, um, you know, follow the lead given by Dave Clemmer and a Jaden Braley as just leaving it all out in the field. So they got uh, Raiders, Titans, and then Sharks to finish off the yeah, night. Mate, so that Titans matchup will be a spoon bowl, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, that's some cracking uh, bottom of the table games coming up because then you got Tigers and Dragons uh, just before the the Titans and Knights that that next Sunday, and this Sunday you've got. Knights and Raiders, and then you got uh, Dragons, Titans. <laughs> so they're all mixing and matching. Like the battle for the spoon could be just as interesting as the battle for the top four and all that. So anyway, nothing, uh, nothing, never a dull day in, in rugby league. But anyhow, uh, anything else team list from you, mate, that, that was caught the eye? Everything seemed to be pretty well in order. Yeah, it was all pretty up and up, really. As I said, mentioned a couple of the Knights that were out. Um, Andrew Lee comes in to cover those sorts of guys. But, again, nothing major across the board for anyone missing, really. Um, yep. A lot of no changes from a fair few teams. And the ones okay. that are changes aren't really super coach relevant. So, yeah. All righty. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll go through some of the fantasy trades we'd be making if we actually had them, some of the captains and vice captains, and maybe a joke corner. Haven't thought of one today, but you never know when it will rear its beautiful, beautiful head. Catch you back in a moment. Back on the SC Report here. Lakey, trades, you've got two of them. You've got double what I've got, but theoretically, 
you had two each round and maybe a boost, that kind of thing. Let's play fantasy games within our fantasy game. Who would you be trading in this week? Just, you know, one of those luxury trades. We all say we've those got our sites sorted, yeah. but, you know, there's always those few players that we want this- to get in. Exactly right. It's the same guy I've been wanting to get for the last month or two months, and I just haven't been able to make it happen. Damian Cook, he just keeps killing yeah. it. He, he's so dangerous, and I, I really like watching the Bunnies play because of the super coach guys I have, and I hate watching them play because of the Damian Cooks of the world. So uh, if I had you know unlimited funds and a, a couple more trades up my sleeve, he'd be the guy I'd get straight in. He's almost just like he had that – down year last year and maybe the year before as well and he's just kind of been forgotten a bit we've all thought about at the start of the year is pretty much harry grant and you know maybe we'll think about damien cook as we progress through the year but geez like cook has been head and shoulders above the rest of the pack if you look at his recent scoring anyhow um the biggest thing for me though i guess he's only had two tons for the year and normally you know on his best years he's putting up five six so I think that's maybe just held him back from the minds of a lot of coaches. But, geez, that consistency after Origin, when he was yeah, like that's exactly pillared, in the media, pillared in the consistency media. Consistency is ridiculous. His worst two games of the year came in round one and two, really. Um, mm. Then pretty much everything after that is 60-plus and, and mostly better than that, mostly in the 70s and 80s. So he's just absolutely tearing teams apart and he doesn't look like slowing down. No, he's a tough watch as a non-owner. Um, with Harry Grant, I mean, he's tackling a lot, but his running game looks a little off. Don't know if it's injuries, just, the, you know, the storm aren't going as well this year, but the attacking weaponry that they used to have doesn't seem to be flowing through his hands. That's, that's Harry Grant's hands as much. You know, those crash balls at the line, yep. the stuff that he would normally just be bread and butter. Not there at the moment. So I don't know what we see in the run home for Grant, but if you could do a straight swap right now, Cook or Grant to Cook, you'd go it. That's a big call. I think I'd still want both of them because, um, as we know, injuries can happen at the drop of the hat. So if you know, I, I want the backup there. But you can only carry one. Can only Damian carry Cook. one. Yeah, probably Damien Cook in the yep. form that they're in. Yep. Yep. Agreed. He actually cost me a couple of head-to-heads last week, old Cookie. So yeah, and Damian also Cook. my terrible NPR decisions. But we'll get into that later. Um, for me, it'd be Alex Johnson, another bunny. They're the flavor of the month at the moment. But the guy on your center wing who on his day will get 150 points, you know, might get 30 or 40, but not in the form that they're going. Uh, good-ish matchup against a depleted Penrith side this week. The Cowboys next week, I think that's a danger game big time for us because you looked at some of our edge defense over the weekend. It's just get the ball out wide and you'll score. So AJ will probably put three on. Um, and then the Roosters, big matchup in their last week, last game at the new stadium as well. So... I see plenty of points in his offering over the next few weeks, and I won't have him. So there you go. I think every week get on him two-plus tries. Um, sports bet gamble responsibly. But, yeah, AJ, he'd be my my guy. But um, I guess what do you, we, we did touch briefly on it, but with my one trade, I'm just holding until an out-and-out emergency. I can carry a 17 at this point, so I'm just going to hold the trade up the sleeve. What are you doing with your two? Exactly the same. Um, so I'm fallen in the trap many times over the years that I don't have trades to play with when uh, going into the last round and then restings have killed me. So I'm going to hold until then for the time being because I've um, I've got, as you said, probably about 18, 19, 20 guys that I could rely on at any stage over the next couple of weeks providing everyone gets through healthy. 
I would really like that trade for the last round too. You know, when they play silly buggers with teams and yep. you, know, you get half a side named and that kind of thing. Having a trade up your sleeve for that week, um, just to, I don't know, whatever, if you're in a grand, it won't be grand final because I think head-to-head leagues finish next week. Correct, yep. Uh, so it'll be just for pride and head-to-head in overall rankings and that. But if you're keen on that, keep one up the sleeve for that round. You never know who will be rested. Um, one of these names, or two of these names, like he is not like the other. I had a quick look at three-round averages for positions. Uh, top of the list for fullbacks, Luttrell, 106.3. Same for five-round average. He's uh, top of the pops for them. Second row, Cam Murray. Another Rabbito, 100.7. Cam Munster at 5.899, also the five-round average champion. Nico Hines at halfback at 92. Damian Cook for hookers at 87. Uh, centre wings, have a quick guess. Of who's had the most Just over the next, of, last in five terms weeks? Of, uh, three-round average. Three-round average. Oh. First uh, name that comes to mind. First name that comes to mind would be AJ. Edward Cozzy, the third. Of course. Edward... Edward- <laughs> Of course. No, I've made mention of him last week. He scored something like six tries in his last three games. The man is absolutely on fire. The Cozenator himself, the big Ed. I mean, this guy, let's have a quick guess at his ownership. I'm going to say sub 1K. Uh, Oh, 1.6K. There you go. People are jumping on the Cozy train. He absolutely is. But, like, in terms of the entire competition, every gun centering, those AJs and, and the like, and Ed Cozzy tops the pops for three-round average. If you're chasing last week's points and you want a random pod for your week, uh, Ed Cozzy against the Cows, I reckon, scores twice. So there you go. Anton reckons they'll get the W as well. So oh, a lot of, uh, lot of hype. I think he said that the last 22 weeks as well. Well, you know, it struck nicely for him last week, but there you go. It could be twice in a row. But Ed Cozzy, and then the next one, uh, front row forward. We've talked about him a little bit, I guess. Uh, he's a try scoring machine, but anyone else come to mind? Front row forward? Uh, try scoring machine in the front row. Think of no. Bunny. Think of no, bunny. bunny. Oh, it's uh, Tavita Totola. It is yeah. the big he's Tavita in, Totola. Yeah, he's on fire as well. Yeah, he's been crossing. <laughs> I yep. think he scored something like three or four tries in a row. Yep. But you think at this stage of the year, the cream would be starting to rise to the top. And I know a three round average is, you know, it's a very cherry picking kind of. Kind of thing to do, but you know, strike while the iron's hot. If you got the trades, the big Tavita Totola, 582k, uh, 3000k owners like it's all all ticking boxes for him, just loving absolutely. The, and the thing that's going well, um, for him is the bunnies are an absolute fire at the moment. They're putting teams, you know, they're embarrassing teams, not mm. just beating them. And, um, you know, they keep getting close to the line and getting attacking opportunities. And Totola's just running over the top of guys. So he scored a double and then he didn't score and then he scored a double and then he didn't score last week. So he's going to score. When I say double, he scored uh, once and then once again. So four tries in five games. He's due, basically. Long-winded way of saying get on Tavita Totola. If you can't get on him for Supercoach, get on him on Sportsbet. There you go. Shout out. Uh, All right. That's a quick rundown. But for me, I think AJ is my guy. Damien. Anyone non-Rabido? Any team like... If you think players on the opposite end of the spectrum, Daily Cherry Evans, like yeah, this is I don't striking while the iron is in the freezer. Yeah. That, that's right. The Manly's um, a rabble at the moment. They're not Newcastle bad, but they're, they're looking awful at the moment. So I think I'd steer clear of anybody in that side. I don't know. I think when teams, you know, they're mathematically 
out or almost because they've got to turn it around by like 150 points or something. But, you know, when teams have nothing to play for and, you know, been embarrassed, sometimes they just come out and throw, uh, you know, hell for leather. And, and yeah. so guys like Garrett, guys like DCE, they've got really nothing to play for now. So throw it around. Daytime game against the Raiders the next week. And then uh, who have they got? The Bulldogs, 6 p.m. Mm. Friday to close out their season. So, I mean, that could be 48 to 40. And I say that because I've got a stake bet with Alex on the line and I need some DC love here because <laughs> I think we did say it average. I should have said bloody total points, but was it Jerome Hughes versus DC? I said DC by six yeah. points in average for the last five weeks of the season. And Hughes gets injured in one half. DC plays two games and I reckon scores less than Hughes did in that one half. I'd have to go back and check, but uh, yeah, based uh, last week, I didn't, don't know what uh, DC scored uh, last twenty eight, I think it was. He's the lowest score of the year. So, oh, geez, yeah. Know. So <laughs> you know, um, yeah. In round twenty one, he had uh, thirty two from eighty minutes, and Jerome Hughes played half a game for thirty three points. So he's got you That's... on average by yeah a couple of points. You need to really and turn then it I've around. Got the six or whatever I said, five in addition to that. So I'm yep. way behind. I need a I need a big game against the dogs in that last week. Uh, but anyway, anyone else that you reckon's fallen off the radar? But to keep in mind, you know, I mean, theoretically, fast forward to round 25, and you've got a healthy team, and you've got those trades up the sleeve. I mean, we talked about Damien Cook, but anyone else you think? It could essentially just be whoever's left, really, um, whoever's yeah. playing. But, you know, you look at the top teams, you'd assume guys forget rested from the Cowboys. So um, I think Cotter probably plays it out. He's had a big um, stint off with his hamstring, so he might be someone you can target. Um, got back to his full uh, complement of minutes last week and banged out a, a 70 or something, I think. He was, he was very strong for you boys in a losing side. What about one of the Titans? You know, think about their guys. Uh, the only one that most people have or, or would consider is Dave Fafita, but AJ Brimson, big uh, no. return to form for him last week, 111 points. Yeah, he eight. sort of just floats way in and out of games and the way the Titans have been going, I don't know that you trust them even based off the one-game turnaround. Um, Tino would be someone I might consider. He's been putting up mid-60 scores all, sort of, all year. Um had last week off to attend the birth of his kid, so um, has had a, a, a week's rest. Maybe he finishes strong just to, for the pride of the jersey. Dragons, Knights, Warriors. Uh, Warriors yeah. away it's from home. So bad run home, home is it? Yeah. No, I mean, not at all. And all those teams, again, nothing to play for. And this is the time of year where just score lines go ballistic. So as they did, Manly and Titans last week but anyhow just i don't know if you just in draft or have a random trade to use throw it out there i reckon a titan they're on the up 2023 here they come um all righty let's get into some sit starts mate this is the part of the pod where we go through our sides and have a quick chat on who we reckon we're sitting and starting and i've got to tell you my form is not great mate i've got <laughs> points in my nprs just going out the wazoo i had McKinnis didn't play him last week because you guys told me not to. 80 points. Brandon Smith tossed it up there. He was starting last week. Uh, goes on and scores a try. Gets 90. Didn't play him. Tungo, 51. That's not too bad. I played Ezra Mam for a 60. Okay. So, yep. uh, so, I mean, that wasn't too bad. Isaiah Tass, I haven't played him in like a month and he's been he's not killing it. But big scores. Really well. yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, the guys I played over, the Mike Acevo, uh, Tao Malolo, uh, not really... 
kicking too many goals. So I need your help this week, mate. And my biggest mm-hmm. query, Joe yep. Tarpanay, uh, the guy coming back from the rib complaint, I assume they're going to needle him up to get through the game. So pain management kind of thing more than anything you'd hope. Last game of the yeah. round, though, I've currently got the reserve on him. A couple of names there, Brandon Smith, Cam McInnes, Isaiah Tass. Trying to work out, do I play it safe and go one of those first three or stick it out and go Tarpanay <laughs> against you guys? I think you... Play it safe. It depends what you're wanting to do, I suppose. But you potentially play it safe because if he doesn't get through 100%, why risk him running into... I mean, they're hoping to make finals still, the Raiders. Um, but if he's pulled out in that last game of the round, Raiders versus Knights, you've got no one to switch in for him. Um, mm. Presumably that you're not carrying another Knight or Raider to put in for the side. So, you know, all your options are exhausted in that respect. Unless we get something um, crystal clear to say he's 100% okay, he will be playing, um, and he's going to be playing his minutes, uh, I'd be cautious on that one. I'd be very cautious. I guess I'd know by, well, theoretically by 4 p.m. on the Saturday. So the game after that will be Manly Sharks. So I could potentially put Cam McInnes in. but And, I mean, that would sort of negate any risk assuming they don't rule him out on game day but i don't know i just like tarpanay against you guys i feel like daytime game former oh, club he, if, back from if injury, he's completely offload. healthy he destroys us um, mm. but yeah i just i worry about those ribs they can be very painful and one more hit on it um he he could be a early exit as well did you like brandon smith's game last week because i did you know watching it but as a owner who didn't play him it hurt but he looked like he was playing for something, which, you know, he's obviously he, he sat out for like three he weeks. Had a, yeah, he looked like he had a point to prove, didn't he? Yes. Um, he obviously got promoted to the starting side by game day. Him and Tui Kamikamitha uh, both came into the starting side. Tui's been doing that over the last month. He keeps getting named in the 15 or 16 jersey and coming on to start at lock for uh, Josh King. So mm. I think this is more um, Bellamy mind games or just shenanigans that he plays. I, I would assume that Brendan Smith and Tui Kamakamitha come into the starting side once again. Um, so if that's the case, I, you, it might be worthwhile um, playing him. As you said, the Storm always go very well at Suncorp. Would you play him over Tal Malolo, who's been down for a while? Uh, obviously, I think so. the, the news has rattled him. He looked completely off last week. Um, and a home game against the Warriors... But, yeah, yeah it's, it's a tough one. I for still me because... think I would. Um, yeah, Tom Alolo, he, he is a beast of a man, but he, that whole club, the whole franchise, is hurting at the moment. Mm. Um, it's it seems to have affected them greatly. That interview that JT gave throughout this week broke my heart. Um, yeah, it's horrible. It, but it's it, it's you just don't know how people are going to respond to these things, and I think it's probably going to take Tom Alolo a couple of weeks potentially. But even when he, but you know, before the news, um, he wasn't banging out massive scores. He was sort of mid fifties. No. So, I think you know, for the um, potential upside of what Brennan Smith could do, I'd play him. Okay, all right. I've made that move now, Lakey. So you are to blame. Good luck, Jason Tamalol. I hope he does score a try. It'll be a, a very emotional night on Friday, but looking forward to that. Um, I think that's it for me. I mean, Ezra Mam, I haven't played him this week, obviously given the injury concern, and he's playing the Storm. Uh, no mm. idea what to expect out of that one. From him and Tunga, I've just been leaving him on the pine. Hasn't been killing me just yet, but I feel like a, a game against the Bunnies, yeah, it could be a tight one for him, yeah. so I don't see a lot of points coming his way. Do you see differently? 
No, he he was the one. He's, he's someone I'm trying to decide between. I've got um, you know Tungo, Ezra, Mam, and um, Tass all on my sort of bench that I could use. Tass as my is last such reserve. a Tass yeah. is such a weird one. Hey, he's not scoring tries, but no, he's but still he's getting through like, plenty of work, yeah. and um, he's playing on that dangerous edge with um, you know Latrell loves floating that way with Cody and AJ. Um, they're always attacking that side of the field. So he's just getting plenty of it and he's going, getting through plenty of work. be interesting to see how Campbell Graham comes in and mm. changes this. Do they go back to the right more? Do they trust that side a little more with Campbell Graham on that side? But And then, sorry, even before that, Graham, Graham was playing on the left, I believe, when he got hurt. They did shift uh, him, yeah. Yeah. Poor so how, how this time... How this team lines up on Thursday night will be interesting to watch. What is this your last like center wing kind of decision? Who's your four at the moment? My four at center wing are Garrick, Val, To'o, and Dewey. Um, so this is more of a 17th man sort of move. It's a Tass, Mam, or Tungo. Well, mate, Brian To'o, mate, geez, he's uh, hit a wall. Yeah, he's struggling, hasn't he? Um, I mean, you say you that, he still puts out like 20 hit-ups a game. But they're just yep. not the same. No, he's not been the same. So he's not getting the attacking stats of last year playing on the right-hand side. Anything else sit-start for you, mate? No, I think that's it. My main um, question is, you know, I've got a couple of fullbacks that I'd love to throw the VC on, but I can only do one of them. Let's get into captain's vices then. I was having a quick look at, at matchups. Not that they did me much good last week, but, I mean, this, this one you got... That Cowboys Warriors game, you did say you've got Val. A lot of people have Drinky as well, so I do. potential yep. DCs there. Big risk though, Latrell, given the injury concern and playing the first game up, just you know one of those easy VC kind of decisions. But then that yeah. rules out one James Tedesco, who I've got in mm-hmm. as my captain this week. So now, it, um, yeah, is are we trusting Teddy enough to to warrant not go on the punt on a red hot Latrell? Uh, yeah, that's it's so tough. Uh, the the decision I have is Latrell or Drinkwater, um, and it's Latrell's. I think I'd be all over him if it weren't for this groin news, because um, again, he he may get pulled out early. I think it was two weeks ago against the Warriors. He was on track for about two hundred before he sat the last twenty. Mm. Um, so it, he could be rested early if this game is in hand as well. Um, yeah, it might be worthwhile just playing it safe with Latrell. You don't want to be caught out having the VC on him and then not being able to uh, see a Teddy if Latrell is hurt early and, and withdrawn. I guess your other options that uh, Nico Hines play with the Sharks mm. going up against Manly, but uh, there was some stat where Manly have not lost to the Sharks at home in, in quite some time or do it very rarely if that's that's the case so i feel like at home there'll be a better proposition than they were last week on the goldie but uh nico against the manly side at five thirty saturday do you see much from him there yeah i mean he's been killing it the last few weeks um he's been at everything see, that they not, do he's not doing much but he still gets like 80s and 90s i don't know where the, the points come from i'll take them as an well item, but He's goal kicking as well, so that definitely helps. Mm. But um, and they're putting up scores on these teams. So yeah, it's 
there's no reason not to play him at all if that's one of your start sit decisions. But as far as the captaincy goes, Moylan coming back in may take a bit of the ball out of his hands on left hand side. I don't think Trindle was uh, dominating the ball as much as Moylan has been this year. A little, you know, with those left hand side rates. Um, but mm. no, Hines is in everything. I don't think that's a bad play at all. Okay, other than Hines, the other one I've just thought of, Joey Manu. If you're wanting mm-hmm. to get that rooster against the Tigers and it can't be Teddy, whether it's a Joey Manu. And I think, you know, much of a muchness, the way that they're both going, that when they, one goes big, the other invariably does as well. Last week when they went quiet, the others did as well. So, I don't know. For them, Joey Manu could have a, a big game against the Tigers on those frail edges. So, yeah, who do we see outscoring, Teddy or Manu? I think I'd go with Manu. Um, mm. He seems to be getting the ball more than Teddy is at the moment. Just say they they love to do those sweep plays where Teddy runs and and cuts out the centers and whatever else. But now Manu's getting a hold of it, and Teddy's not seeing the ball in those sorts of plays. So I'd go Manu like of the two. I like it. That means I can keep VC on Latrell. As a safe play, you just never know, and you don't want to be because it's a safe play, and everyone else will do it. So you know, uh-huh. just cut that uh, cut that X factor out. So yeah, anyway, well, there we go. VC Latrell, C Manu, mate. You've actually uh, we've, we've changed a bit around with my side this week, and I'm glad you know we're taking advice off each other in the yes, <laughs> in the that's right. Now that we need it in the six to ten k rankings, <laughs> we should get Alex <laughs> Alex back. But anyhow, can't all be in that lofty height. Uh, lots to look forward to. Uh, who, sorry, who were you locking in your cap vice? Well, as I say, my my vice is between Drinkwater and Latrell. Um, yep. I'm just not sure which way to go with that. I really like Drinkwater at home against the Warriors. The Warriors are not the same side. They are when they're playing um, over the Dutch. So I think I'm going to probably lean Drinky on the VC in that one. And then I might go uh, Cam Munster captaincy against the Broncos at Suncorp. Not bad. Yeah, I can't consider him because I don't own him, but I do like that one. Uh, no, AE Nightmares, to be fair. You're looking around my side, there's not too many players outside of maybe Ezra Mam that could you know pop up an absolute stinker. But uh, yeah, it could be a safe play to use the VC loop as well if you've got any NPRs, which yep. Nika Ravalawa, come on down, champion. I knew I had you for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in hot. How good. Anyone for you, mate? Can you actually loop? Nah. I've, yeah, I've got Fanoa uh, Fano Pole as probably my worst option outside of these guys, um, you know, if I have to sit someone. But I've got um, Talakai still sitting there who plays uh, Saturday afternoon. Um, Hosking and Grant Anderson are both in the Cam Munster game. So um, those three guys could be brought on at a pinch to play my uh, NPR captaincy if I needed them to. Very good. Uh, all right, mate. I think that's us for a round 23 pod. Before we go, I've got to really, I've, I've got to rush this joke, I guess. But what do you get when you cross a angry cow with an angry sheep? Um, I give in. A really bad mood. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. I'm, yeah. <laughs> we're wow. Getting to, <laughs> we're getting oh. to the end of the season, mate. I had to throw. The A material was thrown out long ago. Uh, but we are getting, as we said, the, the talkies. We're bringing them back. Yes, right the, around the corner, uh, about two weeks. Two weeks. So get your tucks out. We've got the uh, guys at the SC Talk engine room crunching some numbers, getting some categories all together. We might announce them on next week's pod. And then the finale, basically, when everyone's given up on Supercoach, we'll try to 
you know, finish season 2022 with a bang. Talk about our, uh, hopefully, finals watching plans and all that kind of thing. Yeah, Stake bets. Take- do a recap on those. Hopefully, DC can come through for me. But uh, for now, anyway, a little bit of pride to play for, but uh, still three games, three weeks to go. So long road ahead. Looking forward to seeing how I blow my last trade and yours as well. Uh, yeah, all good fun. It always is. It always is. Finish strong. <laughs> and I really want one good joke out of you by the end, mate. Uh, you're due. Oh, Absolutely I'll due. come up with something. Good to talk to you again, mate. You're welcome for that joke, by the way. I appreciate it. That's going to keep me up tonight. It's a real head scratcher. <laughs> See ya. See ya.